Hey, 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 dear listener. Welcome back to the Turn Yourself Up podcast. It has been a minute. My last episode was from July of 2018, and oh, so much has happened in my life since then. Probably yours, too. If you were a listener from the original series, welcome back, and thank you for being here. And if you are new, welcome, and thank you for being here. My name is Jessica Watson, and I am a lot of things, and I do a lot of things. And uh, today, this podcast is to share a little bit about my mental health journey, um, which started as a personal development journey, and I suppose in the last two years since the pandemic has also, uh, I've realized it's also a mental health journey, and uh, they are one and the same. As I mentioned, my last podcast was from almost three and a half years ago, and I would love to get back into podcasting, and perhaps this is my attempt to do that but perhaps it will be a one-off until I record my next one in another three years. But this inconsistency in my production schedule and other areas of my life is actually on topic for today. Today, since it's Bell Let's Talk Day or week or whenever you're listening to this, a day to share stories about our mental health. And we all have mental health, FYI. I wanted to talk to you about receiving a diagnosis of bipolar disorder, also known as manic depressive, and what that has uh, done for me in my life. So first, uh, like I said, I am many things, but I am not a doctor. So I'm going to be sharing from my limited experience and understanding about the condition, but also from my expertise in my own life and worldview. Uh, We are all different and unique, and mood disorders that affect our mental health can affect people in very different ways. People can be mostly fully functional, mildly effective, or have extreme symptoms that negatively impact their life, like any other condition. And this can change over time as well. Uh, Secondly, I want to invite you to let go of any preconceived notions that come up for you when I say bipolar. Unless you have first-hand experience with the condition in your life, my guess is that your assumptions or biases about it are from inaccurate pop culture stereotypes. So let go of what you think it is, for now at least. And allow me to tell you what it means to me. As a society, we are starting to understand better neurodiversities like ADHD and OCD and anxiety. But there are others in the mood disorder category that we don't know a lot about. Bipolar being one of those. I myself really haven't met a lot of other people in my circles who I know that have this. Um, So I haven't been able to talk to a lot of people about our shared experiences. I tested out a local support group, but even within the pandemic, things were combined and what I found was an ADHD support group. And although it was uh, a really supportive group and great group of people, and we have a lot of the same 
symptoms or behaviors, because I also just may have that as well, um, there are differences that I was trying to understand too. So I received this diagnosis of having bipolar in April of 2020, um, shortly after my 31st birthday and shortly after the COVID-19 pandemic started to spread through North America. Before that time, for context, I had quit my job in tech and I was struggling to be a self-employed life coach, plagued with too many brilliant ideas and unreliable follow-through, and in a deep, dark clinical depression. I was planning my wedding, and I had just become the head coach of a university-level synchronized figure skating team that I had been assisting with for years, and these were two big deals for me in my life. But I was too depressed to do either well, literally. The brain fog that accompanied the depression affected my ability to remember and comment on what I had just seen to give any meaningful feedback. When I went wedding dress shopping with my sister and cousin, I felt so gross and uncomfortable and, as I used to just describe as blah, that I... I was really miserable and uh, hated that experience. Uh, since receiving the diagnosis almost two years ago, I have been on, a, on helpful medications, which have actually made a huge difference for me. I've been in consistent communication with my doctor, and we've found the right dosages that work for my mind and body and life. Uh, my anxiety has decreased, my capabilities and energy for simple tasks has increased, I got a salary position teaching post-secondary in tech, my passion for skating and coaching returned, my relationships with close friends and family improved, and my confidence in myself returned as well. I tell you this because receiving the diagnosis of bipolar has actually dramatically improved my life financially, emotionally, socially, in relationship, pretty much everywhere. Even though at the time when I received it, I was not open, I was not open to the idea or willing to accept it as reality. I was like, no, you're, you're. You're the one that's, yeah, no, 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 you tripping, doc, that's not me. Um, and the event itself, uh, which got me, led to the diagnosis, which was a manic episode, uh, created a massive wave of destruction in my life. But like Carrie Washington's character Mia in Little Fires Everywhere said, Sometimes you need to scorch everything to the ground and start over. After the burning, the soil is richer and new things can grow. And I think that's what happened for me. I heard another term used as a spiritual car crash. And I think that is accurate here for me as well. Um, I'm a person who has done a lot of work on myself over the last decade. I've studied yoga and meditation. I've done lots of therapy. 
I've hired coaches, I've journaled, I've done the inner work, I've learned to change my mindset, I've set goals that have pushed me outside of my comfort zone, I became a coach and studied personal development in depth, but receiving this diagnosis has been the catalyst to so much positive change in my life and in my mind. In understanding myself and understanding where all my desire to soul search had come from. I am truly thankful and blessed that it happened. Okay, so now that you have some context, what the heck is bipolar disorder? I've been asking myself this since getting diagnosed, trying to understand what it is and how it shows up in my life. There is not a ton of online content about it, and a lot of what I see the messaging was all doom and gloom. Ho-hum, your life sucks and always will if you have bipolar, uh, which was obviously not inspiring to me. Um, and since it seems to be something that is just a difference in brain chemistry and energy levels and not something that will really just go away in your lifetime or that can be cured... I really don't like to think of it as an illness or disorder as it's commonly referred to. I think of it as a way of being in the world, a neurodiversity. How I experience the world is different than how 99% of people experience the world. Only about 1% of people have this. When it comes to energy, emotions, and behavior, I experience things differently. So... Let's start with a definition. This comes from the National Institute of Mental Health in the United States of America. I am Canadian, for an FYI. There is a really great comprehensive definition on their website, and I will leave a link if you want to read more or learn about other mental health topics. Here is what it says. Bipolar disorder formerly called manic depressive illness or manic depression, is a mental disorder that causes unusual shifts of mood, energy, activity levels, concentration, and the ability to carry out day-to-day -day tasks. There are three types of bipolar disorder. All three types involve clear changes in mood, energy, and activity levels. These moods range from periods of extreme up elated, irritable, or energized behavior, known as manic episodes, to very down, sad, indifferent, or hopeless periods, known as depressive episodes. Less severe manic periods are known as hypomanic episodes. Uh, bipolar is typically diagnosed during the late adolescence or early adulthood, although symptoms may vary over time. Bipolar disorder usually requires lifelong treatment. Following a prescribed treatment plan can help manage people's symptoms and improve their quality of life. Signs and symptoms. People with bipolar disorder experience periods of unusually intense emotion, changes in sleep patterns and activity levels, and uncharacteristic behaviors, often without recognizing their likely harmful or undesirable and undesirable effects. So it's often easier for someone outside um, to observe that maybe someone's uh, behavior patterns have changed 
um, than for the person it's themselves. Uh, these distinct periods are called mood episodes. Mood episodes are very different from moods and behaviors that are typical for the person. During an episode, the symptoms last every day for most of the day. Episodes may also last for longer periods such as several days or weeks. People having a manic episode may feel very up, high, elated, or irritable and touchy, feel jumpy or wired, have decreased need for sleep, have a loss of appetite, talk very fast about a lot of different things, feel like their thoughts are racing, think that they can do a lot of things at once, um, they do... They will probably do risky behaviors that show poor judgment because there's not a lot of concern for consequence, such as eat and drink excessively, spend or give away a lot of money, or have reckless sex, feel like they are unusually important, talented, or powerful. People having a depressive episode, so it, it swings between the two of these from ups to downs, uh, feel they are uh, feel very sad, down, empty, worried, or hopeless. Feel slowed down or restless. Have trouble falling asleep. Wake up too early or sleep too much. Experience increased appetite and weight gain. Talk very slowly. Feel like they have nothing to say. Forget a lot. Have trouble concentrating or making decisions. Feel unable to do even the simple things have little interest in almost all activities, a decreased or absent sex drive, and an inability to experience pleasure, feel hopeless or worthless, and think about suicide or death. Obviously, those are, both of these highs and lows uh, can actually have pretty dire consequences. So they do need to be managed and... If you are experiencing any of these symptoms, uh, it's obviously best to talk to someone about it, uh, especially if uh, you are having negative thoughts or harmful, self-harmful thoughts. Um, talking to a close friend or family member or doctor or really anyone, reaching out on the phone, 911, talking to anyone can really help make you feel better and perhaps even dissipate some of those thoughts. We really rely on each other and asking for help from other people is a skill we all need to practice more. Being able to share your, your feelings with other people. And I think as someone who has been diagnosed with bipolar, I think not being understood and maybe not understanding myself for a long period of time had me close off from other people. Um, you know, I, I was often labeled as wishy-washy because maybe I got really excited about things and then maybe I thought about it and then maybe I got really scared or nervous about things. So I, I would go back on things obviously experiencing a wide range of emotion. There's different thought processes that happen in those different states of emotion. Learning to ask for help, learning to talk to those around me about what's going on for me in that moment 
um, has, has helped me get past some of my own mental blocks and struggles and fears. Back to the article. In addition, many people have, may have bipolar disorder along with other mental conditions such as anxiety disorder, substance use disorder, or an eating disorder. Psychosis. Sometimes a person with severe episodes of mania or depression may experience psychotic symptoms such as hallucinations or delusions. The psychotic symptoms tend to match the person's extreme mood. For example, people having psychotic symptoms during a manic episode may have the unrealistic belief that they are famous, have a lot of money, or have special powers. People having psychotic symptoms during a depressive episode may falsely believe that they are financially ruined and penniless, have committed some crime, or have an unrecognized serious illness. So this doesn't happen all the time, but it can happen in extreme cases. And this is actually what happened uh, to me when I experienced this manic episode. Um, It eventually turned into some psychosis where I was detached from reality, what I thought I was seeing was not necessarily what other people were seeing Um, and it happened kind of subtly at first and even a little bit magical Um, I kind of thought it's sort of like a dream you know you 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 maybe know some things are off but at the same time it feels right Um, so I thought it was kind of like my Harry Potter moment where Hagrid bursts in and tells me I'm a wizard and that I have special powers. So it was kind of magical at first. And then eventually it turned uh, very nightmarish very quickly, which was very scary um, and ended up with me running out of my house in the middle of the night in the cold. I think it had recently snowed again. Uh, barefoot and in a bathrobe and uh, running to my neighbors across the street where they had a light on their on their front step on and refusing to to come down uh, (laughs) to the police who had to come and eventually trusting a paramedic because they were being nice enough and my sister who came, then I could trust that it was her. And they helped me into the ambulance and took me to a hospital to get uh, looked at and treatment. And I ended up, um, and they gave me some helpful medications. And I ended up in a psych ward for about two and a half weeks. And I was having uh, a manic episode. And sort of the events that led up to that, one I had mentioned already, I I was having a severe depression beforehand. I I had been diagnosed as clinically depressed and I was on antidepressants. Um, And then the world shut down. The pandemic happened. Things got canceled. 
I was working towards different skating competitions. Those were cancelled. Suddenly, you know, all this pressure in my life was released, but not in the way that I'm used to. And there was so much fear and anxiety going around from not knowing much about the virus and what was going to happen. I started to be inspired to try to help people with their fear and anxiety uh, from my own coaching skills. There was this shift, right? I, I went from this depression to like, you know, feeling alive again and feeling motivated and feeling pretty good and going, okay, maybe I don't need to take these depressant, uh, antidepressant pills anymore and because I had never really wanted to be on them. And uh, just stopping cold turkey, which is not what you're supposed to do at all, as I've learned. Um, So I had stopped and I was feeling this manic energy and I wasn't sleeping. Like I I would, I would stay up late, um, you know, watching YouTube videos or doing yoga or whatever I was doing. And I would try to sleep, but I wouldn't actually sleep. Um, And so it actually went to a couple days of, of no sleep. Um, and anyways, so this kept spiraling into, into mania, uh, where I was eventually, uh, delusional. Um, so it was a very interesting experience. I still, it was, it was very vivid for me. I still have memories from that experience and what I was experiencing and so it's interesting to talk back with my family about like what they saw and what I saw. Um, and I'd also like to mention that I was still me throughout all of it. So even, even being a bit delusional with what was going on or what my, what, what my beliefs were, what I thought was real, um, I was still me. I didn't turn into someone else, if that makes sense. And yeah, it was actually it was actually a really fun, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, there was I was having a lot of fun connecting the dots with my manic energy, and uh, there was a lot of stories that were coming to life from my past that I was remembering, and it was really interesting. And I would love to do a whole nother story time on everything that I was thinking. And connecting at that time and so really that was um, a mental health emergency uh, my family didn't really know what to do uh, we hadn't really experienced that before uh, didn't really know who to call so it ended up just being a call to 911 when it was like oh like we really need this is emer- this is an emergency right now happening um, there there are Lots of numbers you can call. There's local numbers, provincial numbers, national numbers. Um, all else fails. There's 911. But there's lots of uh, uh, programs in place to be able to get mental health support. So if you are a fat friend or family, you can always look up that. Um, Mood Disorders Association of Manitoba would be one place to look if you are in the same place as me. So after this episode, I needed um, a lot of healing time and a lot of uh, 
time and space to just be very gentle with myself and not expect too much. Being a, a freelancer, I was fortunate enough to be able to have space for myself. It's not like I had um, a job that I had to step away from for a while. So I didn't have that pressure of, of when to be back. Probably took about six months to heal um, and to come off of this wave of, of thinking and, and even just the um, raw feeling of being so exposed when my, you know, literally wearing my thoughts and feelings on my sleeve with no filter at all. And, uh, you know, what, what, what I said to people after being a very guarded person. I think the way that this manic depression has showed up for me or what I noticed uh, I do have I do have swings. Um, sometimes I do feel really energized and inspired and full of life, and I get a lot of stuff done. And I have a lot of ideas and things that I want to do. And sometimes I feel, and possibly more often than not, I I do feel depressed and like life doesn't matter, or what I'm doing doesn't matter. Um, or that I'm, that there's some, you know, there's something different about me and I don't fit in and, um, no one likes me. Like I've like got a big negative voice in my head, uh, that just fills in that depression. And a lot of times when I'm in that depression, I don't want to do anything. I'm most likely binging TV, binging food. Uh, avoiding talking to people, any avoiding doing things that would be helpful, like tasks or laundry or whatever it is, um, and and basically trying to avoid the world when I'm depressed. Um, and then something changes, and I get inspired again, or or I'm somewhere in the middle, and I'm just you know, maintaining and making it through and surviving. And this swing of, of the two poles uh, has, has made it very difficult for me to, at least when I was in my business, to be consistent with what I was doing, to be consistent on social media and grow my following to be consistent in how I saw myself and the confidence. So, you know, I would I would create something in my mania and then I would swing to the other side of it and go like, oh my God, this is terrible and I should never share this ever with anyone, ever. And then I would get into mania again and think of something new instead and not come back to it. And so this pattern kind of uh, continued. Um, so always new, new, new and stopping myself from, from succeeding in what I was doing. So there, there was that. Um, there was also confusion 
on my part on how I on how I was feeling about something. So take the wedding that I was planning and my relationship. I I would go back and forth between feeling like, yes, this is where I'm meant to be and this is the person I'm meant to be with, to being depressed and questioning and um, going like, oh, this is not quite right. And after my mania, I ended up um, breaking up this relationship and I was told to not do anything, uh, not make any sudden changes, but I decided to and in a lot of ways could have been very happy there and in a lot of ways that like now I can see oh yeah we weren't you know compatible on these levels but the constant questioning of it was probably a lot to do with the swings in mood that I felt so with people with bipolar experiencing depression you start to look around and go like okay well what am I depressed about why am I depressed what's causing it there must be something in my life that's causing it there must be something wrong with my work or my relationship or some other area in my life but really it's just a change in brain chemicals and there's not anything wrong And I think that was one of my biggest understandings and the biggest thing that now when I experience that, okay, I'm going to go easy on myself. I'm not going to push myself to do things that I want to do. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to watch TV. Um, I'm probably going to avoid people for a while, but eventually I'll come out of it or if I do get into a really bad state of mind, I'm at least able to call my most close, closest trusted advisors and allies and family in my life and say, I think I'm having a panic attack or I just can't stop thinking about this or just start crying in their presence and and they they can help me out of it. So what it, what I think medication has done, I think it's managed that swinging. I don't I don't feel I don't feel the insecurity of the swinging back and forth as much. I don't feel as um I don't feel that those dire extremes and worries as much. I think my anxiety has gone down a lot. My first medication that I went on was called quetiapine, which was an antipsychotic, um, and I believe mood stabilizing as well. And so I was on that. I'm still on it uh, since the hospital. Um, and in the fall this year, we also added some ADHD medication because with enough talks and enough times of me going, I think I also have ADHD. Uh, We started doing that as well. And again, that just helped my ability to focus during the day so much for for myself um, and get things done and stay on task. And 
that has also decreased my anxiety. I think a lot of the anxiety that I had developed, there was some social anxiety and there's also like an internal anxiety, worries. A lot of that I developed as a mechanism to support me in my in in my mental health so you know there's the thought oh I have to do that 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 those things come up because it's trying to help you to remember to do them Um, but if they come up like that it can be very distracting and uh, not help you Finding the right medication has really been great for me, and I was totally against the idea of being on medications. Um, I'm at the point now that I, I'm curious to learn more of like long-term effects of these medications and what they're doing to my body, and if, you know, if there are changes that I want to make now, that now that I understand the diagnosis more and I'm more familiar with the medication and I've noticed the effects in my life which have been positive um but I can do that now that I've tried it for me when I'm experiencing manic or hypomanic symptoms um yeah I might be more spontaneous or risk-taking just try things might be more fun to be around might might be more cocky might you know be more full of myself impressed with myself impressed with my own abilities able to do more again I see this as a really good thing uh, but for sure, it can get out of hand. Having a full-blown uh, manic episode can be dangerous. And psychosis can be dangerous. Prior to this time of spring 2020, I had never had anything like that happen to me before. And I've never had anything of that like that happen to me since. And the further we get from that incident... Uh, the the more the possibility of that not occurring is more likely. Um, So it may never happen again, but it could happen again. So at the same time, it's it's useful for my family and friends and and co-workers even to know that that could be a risk. And if I ever just sound off (laughs) or like I'm not quite in touch or something is just not quite normal with me that might be something that's happening I think that you don't for these kind of things when when a full-blown manic episode is happening you don't necessarily know and I wouldn't necessarily be able to identify that because like I said you kind of get like a dream but otherwise day-to-day managing um, it's about it's about energy levels. And for me, what's been working is, is using those em- energy levels and working with them. And when I feel energetic, 
use the energy, do the stuff. When I don't feel energetic, take time and heal and just focus on you. I think that I'm really empathetic. And I think that I, I experience the world through emotions and through feeling. And I think that's where people don't un- always understand my behavior or I might get in trouble with certain behavior and it's because I'm experiencing I'm experiencing being through feeling instead of through judging and behaving if that makes any sense. I think that what people can do to support me or if you have a loved one uh, with bipolar, I think just I think reaching out and drawing me or drawing them out of their shell a bit um, really kind of letting them know that you care um, can help that person open up to you and being honest with you again I think I've been really guarded with people because people don't understand when when you when you change sort of how you're feeling so quickly I think having emergency action plans for mental health is really important just talking to each other like being willing to be open with a therapist being willing to be open in your journal being willing to be open with your significant other with your friends with your family the more vulnerable you are the more connection you experience and the more we're we're able to support each other So if anything, the way we can help ourselves improve our own mental health and conditions and lives is through vulnerability. And you can Google Brene Brown if you so choose to uh, hear why, why that's so important. But at this point, I'm just rambling and I have nothing left to say. So I'm going to sign off for the day. Thank you for listening and thank you for learning a little bit about bipolar today and what it's like and what it's like for me, uh, what it's been like. I appreciate you for listening and my challenge is for you to have a vulnerable conversation about your own mental well-being with someone until next time be well take care of yourself out there and take care of each other